0: Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television (coughs) show podcast.
1: And I don't think we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're gonna (laughs) wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show you can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't It's the place to go to help us move this show forward and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction events with Steven and myself and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you wanna get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP
0: and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at cantdisappointpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we will read it right here on the show.
1: We sure will, even if you <laughs> beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you
0: smash that like and subscribe button give us that more... attention
1: that we so desperately crave.
0: Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets and a couple kisses here and there and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. They've
2: been calling me in to do more stuff lately. It's pretty exciting.
1: Well, trust me, we'll be lucky if we get in three words the before. The first step is to pool our facts. <laughs> Hello everyone. What's up? Hey, What's... special episode. What's crackalackin'? What was that? Why did you stop? Why did you hesitate? Because well, I didn't want to interrupt you, just... you. I didn't want to step on your on your you little piggies. Can. Yeah, I'm not. Not. <laughs> you you know what I want you to do to my I little I do. <laughs> We've been very it's... expressive about it's, what it's, we do it's, to it's, your piggy. It's not step on them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird way to open up what is something, an episode of our podcast that's nothing like the statements that have begun it. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Zach, and I didn't take the time to to plan out a little thing for my name because it's such a special episode, and I was focused on that, I guess. I'm Steven, and (laughs) today, my color outnumbers
0: Zach's color.
1: Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a podcast, everyone. It's a very special week. Uh, The show is always brought to you by our $10 and up patrons. And those people are who? Those beautiful people, Stephen.
0: We've got the beautiful Justin Brummett, (laughs) the incomparable Mary Baker Budisa, the magnanimous Danny M. Lugo. I don't know what that one means. And the. Super califragilistic Brian Thurman.
1: I guess I don't really know what that one means either. Yeah, thank you, everyone. You're, you're beautiful people. And if you would like to get your name added to that list and see how Steven labels you in the future, <laughs> go and become a patron over patreon.com slash podcast where you can get our live pre-podcast You Can't show every week. You can get our side podcast Nerdstalgia. Uh, you can get episodes like this special episode and every episode of You Can't Disappoint, a podcast, days early every time, uh, just by signing up over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, right? Most Just of the it. time, you're not you don't need to spend that 10 bucks at Starbucks tomorrow. Give it to give it to daddy. Yeah, and by daddy we of course mean us. And speaking of daddy, of course, we'd be remiss without mentioning our community, Daddy at Communities on Twitter. Without them, uh, who knows where we would have been. Maybe we would have given up on the podcast a few months in without yeah. their uh, loving nudge and removal of our training wheels. And now, uh, spoiler alert, we've gotten to talk to yet another community cast member, and I don't think we would be making connections like this if it wasn't for their support. So no, thanks, it, Daddy. If you it will be weren't, none of the money. <laughs>
0: If it weren't for the community poppy chulo himself. Also when you said removed our training wheels, I was certain you were gonna say removed our training bras and I was very excited.
1: Well no, I haven't grown out of mine yet, have you? Uh did re- I pretend did remove I yours? stuff <laughs> Okay. I'm still wearing mine. <laughs> I've got a when, fistful when that of
0: Queenex in my
1: in each cup. <laughs> When me and at communities on Twitter have that uh, special father-daughter moment together, <laughs> I'll update the listeners, but it just hasn't happened yet.
0: Let's move I celebrated on from that. privately.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about what we're doing today because, uh, like, every time we get to do something like this, it just kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah, it was, like, Thursday – Yeah. Okay. So we've been we're we're doing an interview today. We we've been very uh, lucky to have the great Darshan Solomon of season five and six of Community, who played Dave, to come join us for an interview. And he just chatted with us and treated us like we were real people, didn't he? Yeah. He
0: didn't call us any mean names Uh -uh. or point out our formal physical flaws or any of our deficiencies anywhere.
1: Yeah. We had a really lovely conversation with with the man, and yeah, it did come up really suddenly. We reached out, we we sent our little fishing pole his direction uh, a month or so ago, a couple weeks ago, you know, just seeing what we could do, see if anything came about. And then yeah, on Thursday we got a response from him, and today we had a really nice, pretty much hour-long conversation with him. It was a really good time.
0: Yeah, it was a really cute little fireside chat, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sipped some tea, uh, dunked some finger sandwiches mm. and only one of those was a euphemism. Figure which out one? which one in a few minutes.
1: Oh, write it into us. Yeah, write, in, write, write it right into now. us. This, since no one wanted to send in their bones for us to give them a copy of bones, yeah. write us in which one you think is a euphemism and we'll send Is it because you, you guys bones? don't like Emily
0: Deschanel? Is that why you didn't send us your bones? <laughs> She's fine. She's married yeah, to Ricky Cricket.
1: Come on, give Emily Deschanel your bones. Come on. Send it to Don't her. We'll give your PO box. <laughs> I feel like Darsan's gonna maybe like listen back to this or something. <laughs> he's a gonna like, what the f- are they talking about? Like, what did I do? This is <laughs> different.
0: It's like, why are they talking about bones? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta listen back. You gotta. You had to be there, Darsan. It's a deep cut. Not as deep as the
0: cut you'll have to make to get those bones out of your body before you send them to us and or Emily Deschanel.
1: But anyway, uh, the conversation (laughs) we had was really cool, and we had to make it a full special episode. So this is this week's episode. We will uh, put our regular community bromance shenanigans off for a week because this was a really special time. He really... Delved so deep into the time he spent on the set of Community, the relationships he built with the people, and we went way deeper than that. We talked about Victorious. We talked Woo-woo. about his upbringing, what led him to the arts, and we talked about some stuff that he wants to do in the future. It was really, really fun, and I think we should the, – the people are, are crying in anticipation, and I don't think we should do that to them anymore. No, let's let's uh get these balls rowling. <laughs> My balls have never <laughs> rowled louder since <laughs> – I don't know. Am I JK? Because let's get this ball. We're embarrassing ourselves, Steven. This was a cool opportunity, and we're embarrassing ourselves. Rolling there. How I don't know how many millions of people are gonna <laughs> click on this podcast, say, Oh man, Darce Burf is on this one. I gotta check that out. Yeah, so and as soon as they hear us, they, they've they already thrown their, their phone Ooh, out of I've, the window of their car joke. so they joke. can't hear it anymore. You could have let me finish mine first before you, <laughs> it'll still be there in I would joke 10 seconds. What? Um, you have to cut this <laughs> and move it back to earlier what special shout
0: out to the man that that. gave birth to us (laughs) at communities on
1: twitter that's what you interrupted (laughs) my riffing for yeah (laughs) enough of this nonsense let's listen to the interview steven uh, uh turn us on the radio station turn it on the frequency of which i am about to transmit the the waves towards
0: is that
2: what
0: radios sound like it's it's 2021 i don't know
1: (laughs) here it is our interview with darsan solomon excited to have darsan solomon here he uh to people listening in to this show i'm sure you know him as dave on season five and six of community but to people a little bit closer in age to steven and myself or a little bit younger or uh parents of people close to that same (laughs) age range might also know him as the iconic character birth from nickelodeon's victorious so we're super excited to have him here and talk about it hello hey
2: hey welcome to the show
1: Yeah, thank you for making the time. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we love community very much. And it really seems like so many of the people that were involved with it really, really love it too. So it's always yeah. cool to, to feel that.
2: Yeah, it was just, it really was a really special show to work on. It's one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on, actually.
1: That's insane. Nice. I see the, uh, the more recent photos I had seen of you, your hair was short. I see you've got the long hair going. Was that a quarantine thing?
2: Yeah, it's a quarantine thing because... um basically it's getting to a point where um anyone who's in the business knows what this is like sometimes you can get pigeonholed mm-hmm. if you only have one specific look sure. and this has always been like my look for sure. so long so i went for a more neutral hair short hair look just so i could like have options do
1: other stuff yeah. yeah
2: yeah and it started working and then everything locked down and i thought well i'm not getting my hair cut anytime soon so i just <laughs> let it grow out again
1: I-, I genuinely like the way it looks right now though it's really yeah, long yeah, yeah it sure. doesn't quite look victorious. Yeah, it's its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> how how has your year been? Have you have you found the last year, I'm sure, as tough as everyone else has?
2: Well, it's gotten better because tomorrow, Monday, it will be officially two weeks since I had my second Pfizer shot. Nice. So I was able to go nice. out and like lick doorknobs and stuff again. I'm That's really strong, looking yes. forward to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're kind of starting to think about that too. I we've Steven and I have both had our first shot, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's gonna be. Thanks. It's going to be so much of, there's so much of a mental gap though, to where like, I'm excited to be around people again, but also not really. I'm terrified to be around people. Yeah. Again. It's
2: like, I got really used to not having to be around people. Like, yeah. I mean, occasionally when I Zoom, I'm okay. But a lot of times I seem to have forgotten a lot of social skills in the sure. process.
1: <laughs> did, did you get to work on any COVID sets? Have you done anything like that?
2: Um, I didn't because... Like, I had some stuff, like, I got an availability check for a couple projects, but for one reason or another, like, either they went a different direction or they just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had something, so we're getting ready, it just disappeared.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people yeah. are experiencing that, though, because things are filming and then not filming, and, yeah. I'm sure yeah, it's exactly.
2: Close. It's so unpredictable. Wow. Like, well. I'm... I know, I think the union is going to discuss maybe having mandatory um, vaccination requirements for going on set, which would, I'd really appreciate that. Sure. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, going to be interesting to see overall. worldwide how things are going to start to change. It's it's weird. We're living in a weird time still, but it's starting to feel better. It's starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah. It's, it's getting it, there. How's yeah, it been it be
0: being it. in, because I know you said you're in LA, right? So that's, mm-hmm. stuff's been pretty heavily shut down there consistently right
2: yeah i mean we also have like now because of vaccinations and pe- more people actually taking the pandemic seriously we have really really low rates i think one of the lowest anywhere nice. which is wow. really relieving but um still even here for the most part you'd still see people like going out and about hmm. um there was one time i was out i saw a q anon person oh my goodness around like i I almost hit him with my car not because I wanted to which I was on the fence about but <laughs> he, was, uh, he, had, he was dressed from head to toe in all this like patriotic memorabilia oh and he had like signs on his body that had like all these conspiracy theories written out in really oh small font oh and I almost gosh. hit him because he was crossing the street and I was trying to read what was on him <laughs> but then I snapped out of it because he was screaming so loudly everything that he had written Jeez. down on him so wow
1: so. You know, I unfortunately live in Indiana, so I, I look like that to everyone else for not being dressed that yeah. way. It's genuinely, for months it's been as if no one's taking it seriously, and people do here give you like the side eye for wearing a mask places, and it's mm-hmm.
2: insane. I feel like it's less dense there though, densely populated. But I feel like that has
1: nothing to do with the way people yeah, still, are. But... It's, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're safe and I'm glad that you live in a place where people do take it seriously. Steven yeah. lives in Chicago. So I think that's been a, mm-hmm. an interesting yeah, place to be during all of this.
0: It's been weird because people like at first, like, yeah, take this seriously. Let's wear masks. And then everyone was like, yeah, we're done now.
1: And I'm yeah, still like,
0: that's like no. Yeah, how it works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, hopefully we're towards something else. Uh, did Have you always been an arts-oriented person? Did you always kind of know that this was the type of thing you wanted to do?
2: Honestly, no. I mean, yeah. I've always been artsy, always been creative, but um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then like my last year of high school, I decided, hey, let's give this a try and see what happens. And then it happened, so. So
1: meaning acting, I guess, if, if you were yeah. artsy and creative before that, what type of thing were you into before you decided acting was, was the force?
2: Um, I grew up like having to do like um, piano. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So it's like I do have like musical background, and I got really into dance. Cool. And um, do you still play piano? Martial arts. Ooh,
1: I've always really wanted to learn the piano, and the older I get, the more frustrated I am that I haven't started yet. Do you still play?
2: Um, just for fun. It wasn't something I totally cool. loved doing. It was more of something like my parents wanted me to do. And like, I got good at it, but I still know how to play certain things, but I only want to play like songs that I really like, like, um, right. sorry, a song from Legend of Zelda. There nice. you go.
1: <laughs> cool.
2: Uh, so, what kind
0: of dance did you do?
1: Yeah. Um, Steven's a professional ballroom dancer in Chicago. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: I dabbled in ballroom a little bit, but I mainly do cool. like modern and hip hop. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Super cool.
1: So did you do any acting in high school? Did you do any like school plays type stuff?
2: no they didn't want me
1: <laughs> they didn't want you so you tried out but they didn't want you
2: yeah but like while i was in high school because that was when i started um like i started off doing like some background work and the first thing i got was actually um do you remember the show shake it up on Disney? Yeah, oh, of course I'm, yeah
0: I'm madly in love with zendaya so i'm, I'm a big fan yeah <laughs> i
2: was in the very first episode that was my first cool. time on a set ever that's, that's cool. amazing yeah, and I actually um, was able to get seen on camera. It was the part where um, it was like the first round and all the dancers and um, the Ryan Seacrest type guy they have. It's like everyone's <laughs> moving on except for you, you, you and you. And I was one of the people that didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. awesome. So how did that come about?
1: Was that like a thing you had to audition for?
2: <clears throat> um, I went to an acting school and um, like right after I decided because I actually came by for a career day at um, Beverly High where I cool. went. Not and good. I always had the comments like, Oh, let's give this a try. And they um, said like, Hey, here's an extras management company that you should uh, join and it'll just give you experience. And then after I got signed up and um, they said like, Hey, is he available for this? So I got to experience that. That is so cool.
1: Were there any other little things like shake it up from around that time or uh, how, um, how long was this before victorious?
2: Not that long. because um like the acting school I went to, they thought I was really good, which was kind of flattering. And, and cool. they're like, hey, we have a showcase program. Usually people have to be in this for a long time, but we just kind of want you in it right now. Wow. And I thought, "Oh, okay, I'm okay. And then I did it and I got a call from an agent the next day and that's been my agent.
1: <laughs> that's wow. awesome.
2: Being yeah, in an acting school like that, did it feel
1: really cut throat or did it feel really collaborative?
2: It was a, it was a really collaborative um, experience. It was that's really nice, That I'm glad like I went there. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, so like in the meantime I was still um and then when I joined, uh, when I signed with my agent I um stopped doing uh, background work after that, but um before I signed with them like I did shake it up. Then um I did an episode of Big Time Rush also. Nice. Nice. Yeah, You're like, really speaking like, to my to my goals. heart
1: right now. <laughs> <I'm> very excited. <laughs> so when you got victorious, did it feel really comfortable because you had been on some of those typesets
2: before? I mean, it was different because when you're doing background, they usually, do, they just have you sitting and holding for a while. And then they just have you like, just like, okay, you're going to walk from point A to point B and that'll be it. And you just sort of wait around all day. So I yeah. at least knew what the waiting around part was like, but with Victoria, so it's like, I had my own uh, dressing room. Um, that wow, baller, and- yeah. Yeah. I was only in a couple scenes. Like I was in the episode The Worst Couple. Um, that was mm-hmm. my first one, but I ended up getting cut from it because they decided they wanted to keep me as part of the show mm-hmm. and they wanted oh, to keep okay. me proper. That's wow. Awesome. So, but um, yeah, I just, I was sort of like in my corner and because um, uh, they initially had me just like doing like music stuff for Sinjin St. and I was like eating baked potatoes. Nice. Yeah. Pictured <laughs> me up on the slap with that. But, um, yeah, and then I thought it was just a one-off thing, and I was like, "Oh, that was really fun." And then, like a couple weeks later, they're like, "Hey, they want you to come back." And I thought, "Oh, really? Um, I guess, okay, sure." Then I went back. Um, then I um that was Corey and Jade's Playdate, date, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Then um they had me go back the next week, and I was like, "Hey, they're like calling me back a bit." Yeah. And someone said, yeah, I think you became a recurring character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that must have been a good feeling to have fun on set, and then to get to do that all the time, and have it be your job. Yeah, that was my
2: first speaking part, too. So my first speaking part became like I became part of a cast. Really gratifying,
1: I'm sure. That's awesome. Was there a sense that uh, people in the cast were going to become the most famous people in the world?
2: I mean, it's it's sort of hard to tell when you're in it just because you're kind of biased, especially if you like the people. But um, I always thought like, yeah, Victoria, brilliantly talented. Ariana, like when she'd sing, it's just like, wow. um, Yeah. Yeah, Liz, incredible, like everyone is just so incredible over there. I, and I, um, They're all just really fun people to be around too, mm. like always really welcoming. And um, But yeah, just seeing everyone doing so well now, it's, it's a really nice feeling like, yeah, these are people I really feel like deserve that.
1: Wow, that's nice. It's yeah, always it's, good to hear about the crazy famous people that you hear about, that they're actually decent human beings. It's mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah it's just like um, Ariana and I became friends because she has a really gross sense of humor like I do. Nice. <laughs> nice. But so just like all this time later, seeing that she made a song called 34 plus 35, which if yeah. you do the math becomes 69. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's totally her. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome.
0: It seems like it was such a cool set to work on because like, like you said, everyone on there was like so talented and it, it just seems like it was like a, a cool group of people. Was it... Um, like working on those sets like that that are those kind of Nickelodeon, the Dan Schneider shows, they all seem like like fun, but what was it like kind of being around all those people you guys hang out much outside of the show or things like that? I mean, I didn't like, you know, really started. with
2: them because like I came in at the very end yeah. and like they'd been together for a few years at that point. They'd had times to really like, you know, like bond and like totally. so it's like I still joined the victorious family, but sort of at the tail end. So I didn't get as close to them as they'd gotten mm-hmm. to be with each other, which is totally understandable. Just sure. And also like when you get there, like not, like on the professional side of things, you're trying to act like you're a character that always belonged there. Yeah. Then like on the personal side, you still want to get to know everyone and just see like where you fit in. And, um, but yeah, it was like, it wasn't ever a far drive for me to get there. I live kind of close to a lot of studios and casting offices, which is really convenient. So I'd get there early. I'd check in, um, let um, everyone know I'd showed up, um, check in with hair and makeup. They didn't really need to do anything to my hair because they just (laughs) So um, and then I just hang out in the green room for like a while just playing Xbox or whatever until it was time to shoot. Nice.
1: Nice. That's so so cool. I, I, wa- I watched a few episodes of the show in the last week kind of getting ready for this and I hadn't watched it in a long time. Is it ever really explicitly stated because everyone at the school has their own talent, right? Is it ever really stated what Burfs is?
2: Um, didn't explicitly state it, but it's really just like doing like all the technical side production of production type the stuff. That's, okay, Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, so like he's like really good at all that. <laughs> Oh, was there a sense that the show was ending or was it kind of a No, that really came out of nowhere. Um, yeah. My understanding is usually before they finish the season, they know that they were picked up for another season. And um, we were doing the, um, the last episode we shot was the slap fight. or mm-hmm. are um, um, trying one. to get a bunch Wait, of followers. Yeah. And um, when I was shooting there, I just heard some of the um, like ads talking about like, hey, it's kind of weird. We haven't heard anything. And I said, hey, what's going on? And they said, yeah, the network hasn't told us. Huh. I said, oh, um, well, I don't see why they wouldn't. So, um, I mean, hopefully they do. And they're like, hey, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) A lot of those shows tend to go, you know, the 100 episode mark. And that one only did, what, 50 or 60 or so.
2: Actually, most live-action Nickelodeon shows really are only around 60 episodes. Is that what it is? Mm. Okay. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, Zoe 101 was like that. Drake and Josh was like mm. that. iCarly was a special case actually getting six seasons and like yeah. 105 episodes or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, it's, um, it's because we're all really young and we're aging. And then they're like, sure. yeah, everyone's starting to look too old. So they want to move on to different projects. Mm.
1: So how many years were between Victorious and Community? About three or four or five
2: um like a year and a half actually yeah what was your
1: work like in between the two
2: um so trying to remember i think i did an episode of the goldbergs during that time
1: nice that's a good show
2: um i also um oh yeah between that i also um really randomly um for one of the post-oscar sketches uh blank and you'll miss it the uh, thing like jimmy kimmel was um like gathering people and they just like reached out and said hey can you come and do this for a day and so i did that that was really fun
0: Oh, that's super cool
2: yeah it was it was really just a it was um right after captain phillips was having um came out so they had, sure. had um, barcode abdi and queen latifah it's like a barack obama origin story but it was for, um, <laughs> uh, um ain't nobody got time for that meme that's, <laughs> that's nice. so good that's funny <laughs> so um i did that and also while i was on victorious i um did a sprint commercial and it, yeah. like they played it during Super Bowl. It was um, during their like data uh, dilemma um, campaign. That's a big you know, when deal. When they were starting That's to Super offer Bowl of data. So it's like, yeah, I had a graduation cap on it. It was really fun. Was funny. <laughs> I shot that like right after my wisdom tooth surgery. So it was like amazing that I pulled that up. Wow. Off. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. <laughs> I've been avoiding getting wisdom teeth surgery for years. I need to do it. And I'm so terrified. <laughs> yeah, if you
2: actually need it, get it. If you don't need it, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, I did that commercial, and um, the casting director for Community saw that, and she thought, "Hey, this guy's like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, if he was black, <laughs> let's find him."
1: <laughs> That's such a funny comparison. That's a cool way to get introduced with uh, being a part of the show. So they they saw you and liked you.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, like she she actually brought me in, Jewel Bastrop, is her name. Um, she uh, did all this like sleuthing and research, just like trying to like figure out who I was. she tracked me down then has me come to her casting office not to read anything she just wants to meet me
1: sure
0: that's so So,
2: like yeah we just like i go there and we'd like just talk for half an hour like me and her and her casting associate and we're just all talking and she's like yeah I just wanted to make sure you know you're not a crazy person that you're actually cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> I said, oh, that's so nice because you had me come all the way out to the valley I have no idea who you are so I need to know that you're not crazy either so I think this is working out <laughs> that's so <laughs> After cool that, um, for like a year she was just trying to get me a role uh like come read for this come read for that and I didn't know at the time, but this was season four of Community. Okay. Mm.
1: So you didn't quite know exactly what was going on behind the scenes? or I had
2: only seen, like, and I didn't really know Community all that well. I had only seen the, um, I'm blanking on the name, but the Conspiracy Theory episode. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And that's because, a, a good one to kind of get an idea of what type of show it is.
2: Yeah, because it was nominated for an Emmy. And my mm-hmm. mom's a member of the TV Academy so because she did animation. So she gets to okay on- I, I, so I, wanted to ask,
1: out I wanted to ask that. Did you have a lot of arts background in your family outside of yourself
2: to backtrack a little bit? Um, yeah, my mom was uh, in animation. She actually won an Emmy for Muppet Babies.
1: Are you serious? Hell, That's yes. amazing. Love the Muppet Babies.
2: Yeah, so um, like she did all that. Um, my dad didn't tell me until way late, but he actually danced. So I'm wow. just like, wait, you're trying to get me to do rollerblading and sports stuff. Why didn't you go for the dance thing? That would have been... <laughs> perfect (laughs) yes but um that's funny yeah and also my cousins um were in um they were in high school when I was little so and they were part of the dance company there so I would um like and then after they graduated I'd always go and watch um the dance company at high school so I'd always been really um artistically inclined
0: that's amazing
1: That's awesome. Okay. So you get community through season four. You don't really know that there's the backstage drama going on, but you're reading for stuff. Do you remember any of the stuff that they had you read for?
2: Um, The, the only one I actually remember is the episode where, um, where they're kind of backtracking and just like thinking about all the past stuff like that. They all met each other at one point before Greendale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I read for a small part in that and just like a number of episodes throughout season four. And then season five comes around and they give me the role of Dave. Which is great.
1: And it's it's interesting that, well, I think it's interesting on a larger scale how the beginning of season five really invests you in the Jeff is a teacher storyline. And then mm-hmm. they kind of put it on the back shelf for a while. So were you surprised that it was just the one episode in season five? Were you expecting more at all?
2: I actually was expecting more because at one point I actually heard that, um, they wish that, um, a couple people had regrets. Like they like kind of wish they gave me a bigger role, Nice, which was very, I really appreciated hearing that, but also they wanted to bring me back more, but they couldn't figure it out how, like Mm -hmm. I got like a bunch of availability notices saying like, Hey, are you ready for a community this week? Uh, Didn't happen. Like, okay. How about this week? Didn't happen. Like, like five times and the show, just hearing that they wanted to bring me back but never did, I kept going, My emotions. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, like, through
1: this, did you come to find the show? Did you uh, grow to enjoy the show a lot?
2: I actually, um, I still hadn't really started watching it yet. I, I had, mm-hmm. like, just the way life was going, I didn't really get a chance to, but sure. And then um the show gets canceled and yeah. I'm so bummed like oh wow like they really wanted me to come back and it just didn't happen and then I see that Yahoo Screen picks it up for season 6 and then I actually get called back. So that's really exciting. When
1: did the Harmon Town podcast happen? Was that during season 6?
2: Yeah, um they told me I could just come by whenever and just like Is, hey I if was you wondering want how that happened. Talk- yeah, like I actually bought tickets and then um, they laughed at me and they're like, oh, you're so nice, but you never had to buy tickets. You could have come for free. And I'm like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. That
1: was, that was a really funny podcast. I listened to it's it this cool. week too. And I've had like, reluctantly, I've had Dan Harmon's nine eleven 11 Osama Bin Laden song stuck in my head oh a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, there are many days I think about that. Many days I think about <laughs> What a cool experience
1: to uh, be... I don't know, I've heard you guys joke around about how some of the side characters on Community are kind of meat puppets and how uh, just kind of background dolls to fill the scenery. So how cool to be invited by the boss to come
2: hang out on stage. Yeah, no, during the casting process, they said, just so you know, like um, we kind of want you to be regular and we kind of call them meat puppets. And I said, oh great, I'm gonna be a Greendale meat puppet. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering, was that super fun? Did you enjoy just kind of
1: being, I don't know, game for whatever they wanted to throw you into?
2: It really was like, um I think they meant to keep some other people from um introduction to teaching, but they ended up just calling me back. That's really cool. I, Cause they were sort of implying that all three it was a red hair ski cap and me. Yeah. Um they were implying that all three of us were gonna come back and in the end they only picked me for whatever reason. But I think part of it, I don't know, but um the second scene i'm in um where um jeff um uh flips annie's words on herself and she leaves
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and he
2: starts um going up and just coming up with something he started Mm -hmm. improvising something and then i chimed in and he and i had this back and forth that of course didn't make the final cut but we just kept riffing back and forth and i think that was part of why they wanted to have me back but yeah uh joel and i just uh started going and just kept going that's awesome he ended up coming up with this case to just, like, like say, like, I accused you of killing my cat, and then I just, like, that I didn't kill your cat, and it's, like, exactly, you acknowledge that, and it just, like, kept going.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. I would love to see, I know it'll never exist, but some footage of just all of the the riffing sessions that I'm sure went on on that set. I'm sure
2: it's hilarious. One of the parts that was in the script and didn't make it was mm-hmm. um, when Chang shows up with the popcorn and goes, ah, she's, she's in, in your class, class you Yeah. Yo. <laughs> I got a part where um he ke- he kept talking then he took a bite of popcorn started coughing non-stop oh and my the God. reason they cut it was um that's so funny no one could keep a straight face while he was doing it we all start everyone in the classroom started laughing <laughs> and we okay. tried it like five different times and nobody could keep a straight face so they had to just cut it in- <laughs> that's
1: amazing. that's so funny okay so two kind of related questions who in character was was the funniest and made you made you break the most and who when the cameras weren't rolling was was the funniest and would make you laugh the most in
2: character definitely um can as chang i can totally see that yeah Yeah, just like anytime i saw him i just crack up (laughs) so funny and then off camera um i ended up spending them the most time with joel allison and patchett
0: cool nice
2: yeah we had one day where um Paget is so funny. Like I I, I finally started finding some more of her comedy stuff, but just like, I wish they'd cast her in more comic stuff because she's so good at it.
1: She's so great. Uh, A character like Frankie could have been boring and, and kind of in the kind of overlooked, but she made it really funny. She made Frankie her own kind of type of non weird weird. That was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That was what made that character quirky. It was just that um, she was so dull, normal <laughs> that that was her quirk compared to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so boring, normal, and that's what made her special. Yeah, I really and enjoyed- she really went over everyone with the um, "Are you stupid?" Um, <laughs> monologues.
1: Yeah, yeah, that character was really great. Keith David too, I think, really helped made the the sixth season a really strong final season. But before season six, in season five, was there any Feeling then, uh, I guess you you wouldn't have been on the set too much, but of like the show being kind of in a flux of of losing people and and regaining people, was that like you I only knew a all? little
2: bit that I only knew that Donald was leaving and I never got to meet him. I didn't get mm-hmm. to meet Yvette either. Like mm-hmm. I only met her recently on a different podcast. Um that was the cool. first time she and I'd ever spoken. Cause like that happens a lot in the industry where you might know the same people as someone else mm-hmm. or he might have been on the same shows as someone else because she was also um, she reprised Helen Dubois in Victorious. Yeah. Sure.
1: What, was that on Six Seasons in a Podcast? Did you do that? Uh, yeah. With... Yeah, we love Alex. He's a great guy. Yeah. That's yeah, that's cool. I have to listen to that one.
2: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was uh, the first time she and I ever met. So that was wow. cool. But yeah, I'd always wanted to meet her. Always wanted to meet Donald. I've been trying. I've been trying to pressure my agents to send me stuff for Atlanta, so I can. Oh go wow, over that'd, there. Be
0: awesome. that'd be awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah, but um. I didn't really under, know or understand what the politics mm-hmm. were. All I knew is that there was a show that they tried for a year to get me on and then they got me on. They wanted to keep me.
1: Okay. So what about then season six? Because you would have known obviously about the cancellation and, and then them bringing it back. Did it feel like a different set?
2: It did just because if nothing else, it was because the format had changed because we no longer really had to adhere to ads or um, time crunches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, um, When you're on a show that has commercials, you're really used to like, okay, like you have this amount of pages, like, but you have to get it down to 30 minutes and seven of those 30 minutes are going to be commercials. So it's only going to be like 23, 24 minutes of content in the end. Mm -hmm. So there's always that um, you need to have that tightness to each scene. You need to make sure everything's precise in your timing. But um, with Yahoo, they were so lax about it. They really were telling Dan, you can do whatever you want
1: which is probably a little dangerous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. My first day I was supposed to only be there four hours in season five. I was there mm-hmm. 13 hours. Wow, yeah. for that
1: one scene. Like, um, every- Or I guess for a couple of yeah, scenes that were- Yeah, in the, a yeah. Scenes,
2: but like every, every time, every day I heard like everyone is getting overtime. That was part of what stressed out Sony yeah. and see because they were hemorrhaging the budget to sure. pay overtime. Mm-hmm.
1: Was that a fun 13 hour day or was it really, oh, yeah. was it really draining?
2: No, I mean, we have an inside joke on the set that on the shows like Stockholm Syndrome, like you suffer, but you love it, but you hate it, but you love (laughs) it. And there's a shred of truth to that because it's like it was exhausting, but we Mm -hmm. loved it so much. We loved everyone there. It was like I didn't spend nearly as much time there as I did when I was on um, Victorious, but still just I got to have such a nice rapport with everyone. That first day I actually spent um, like the whole day with um, Joel and Allison.
1: That's really cool. The only, we've been lucky enough to get to have a conversation with Joel. And I do love that about him that uh, he just instantly draws you in and it's instantly That's like you've always known each so, other. Yeah, Yeah.
2: He's so gregarious and like, <laughs> he's just like really welcoming to me. So just like it's nice
1: to hear, especially if they're working these long days. I'm sure it would be easy to not be in the best mood and yeah, and kind yeah, of but brush like people off. He actually off. wanted
2: to get to know me. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, I was just like, "Yeah, it was nice meeting you." I don't know if I'm coming back. And he said, "Oh, you're definitely coming back." And I said, "Nice." What do that's you mean? Cool. He goes, "Trust me, you're coming back." That's great. And then a year later, when I come there again, he says, "Told you you'd be back."
1: <laughs> that's awesome. that's funny. Uh, so in season six, I, I I've heard a lot about how. The, and the rewrite's always on Community, but it seems like especially in season six with like the, the teleprompters and whatnot, how did that affect life as a background character? Would you get added into episodes you weren't expecting to be added into,
2: or would you? No, I mean, I was always in the script when I was there. Yeah. Nice. And also, we didn't have teleprompters, really, so...
1: I've heard something I don't know what where I heard that. I think it might have even been on the darkest timeline that in a couple of episodes, they had to use teleprompters for maybe one of the bottle episodes just because they were rewriting the script like while they were there. I'm not that sure makes that makes more sense. Just yeah because
2: especially because um with bottle episodes, you have so much content you only have a week to do it. like yeah. you can only get a few scenes done in a day. Yeah. With bottle episodes, you can probably do more because you're not changing sets; you're just changing camera locations, and maybe if mm-hmm. you flip a few tables here and there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that actually makes more sense for like those days. But yeah, the rewrites were insane. Um, the se- the series finale was um, a massive rewrite. Wow. So uh, I got there around um, six or seven um, p.m. And we were supposed to shoot. And then we didn't shoot for another two and a half, three hours. Oh, wow. Because they were still hammering it out. What the f*** was happening? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just like, did something go wrong? Turns out um, Joel texted Seth Green that just popped by uh, at eight o'clock. And he did. And then once Dan found out he was there, they rewrote the entire scene to fit him in there. That was
1: cool. I That must have been a fun scene to do. Was Seth really cool on set?
2: Yeah. And he, uh, he and I are like... I Sort of was able to talk with them because it's just like um Rachel Bloom who did Crazy Ex like, Girlfriend. Like, yeah. I love Crazy Ex Girlfriend, I love that show. Like, she and mm-hmm. I, I'm friends with her, so I was able to, like, hey, you know, Rachel from Robot Chicken, that's I know insane. From yeah, stuff. so we were able to talk about uh, Rachel stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm sure awesome. she's as lovely as she seems as well. I'm a, I'm a major fan of Rachel, yeah, yeah, she, no,
2: she, yeah, she's incredible. Like, um, I met her just because, um, like. I saw she was doing a live show and I just seen some of her music videos, mm-hmm. which I thought are hysterical. Hilarious. So I just go there and then like, I just uh, struck up a conversation with her afterwards. And then um, she and I just sort of kept in touch um, for a while after that. So That's yeah, so cool. That's cool. great.
1: I, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, such an underrated show. So funny. Yeah, uh, in, in some ways, I think that show kind of reminds me of Community a little bit.
2: Yeah, in the sense of just if they were going to do something outrageous, they just totally commit yeah. to it and run with it.
1: So you never, you didn't really get to be any of the super high concept episodes, did
2: you? I know, i was so bummed I didn't get to do paintball. Yeah, there was a season six paintball. You would have been perfect in it. The episode we shot was like, um, I forget which episode uh, came right after that, but I found out they did paintball last week. I was like, you did that without me?
1: (laughs) that's so sad. So if you could have been in a a themed episode, you would have wanted it to be a paintball one?
2: Oh yeah, paintball. (laughs) Yeah, just, just those are just uh, my favorite. Uh, ru- that's my favorite running gag of the sh- of the series. Just that yeah. they will parody any movie genre yeah, of paintball it. and just pull it off. Even in season four, which that season was just so different. Even the yes. paintball was still so entertaining in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, paintball is definitely what I like. Would have liked to have really done. What was but it at least like? We were able to. Um, they were do more with Jeff's teaching with me there because like I was um, in their last season yeah, like even yeah. them in the um in the script when I came back for ladders um yeah. like it says um it even said Dave who was in season 2 uh, season 5 <laughs> episode 2 comes up and I'm like oh they remembered that's so
1: <laughs> nice what was it like acting against the uh the robot moving iPads in the in the inmate episode
2: yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. I held a plant in front of, in front of Willie's what... <laughs> iPad. What? So were they remote controlled? Yeah, they were. And like, you can even see, like, even it got included in the gag reel where a few times, like it fell over, like that happened more than once where they'd be rolling it. They'd be trying to, re- and it like hit one of the desk legs and then it would just go wobble and then topple.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Was that frustrating to, to act alongside at all? Or was it fun?
2: Not really. It just, um, like a lot of times, even with auditions, you get eye lines, like you need to know what your eye lines are just like, sure. to do it enough. So just, um, the actor who played Willie, wasn't actually, um, he was in the other room doing his lines. Like he was yeah. right next to the set.
1: Okay. So you could hear him so could, doing his own. We could lines. always
2: hear him, but we always knew just like look at the iPad when he's talking and then look back at Joel. I was curious Jeff about,
1: about that. If you would just have someone who was reading the lines off to the side, but you had the actor doing his lines. I'm sure that helped.
2: Yeah, yeah, as opposed to just
0: like having a silent thing there and be like, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, CGI right, yeah. Sonic, they you're really right. Do they, do have, um, they do have, if the actor's not there, they will have someone reading the lines so um, for pacing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so what was it like being on
1: the set during the series finale? I know...
2: That was an exhausting day. Like I wanted to say goodnight to everyone or like buy or keep in touch, but I couldn't because they were all so cranky from being there all day. And then all the rewrites Dan would do. Yeah. Was
1: there any, uh, was there any feeling at all? Cause it it feels so strange that Yahoo revived the show just to, to give it the one season. Was there any feeling at all that, that this might not be it or was it definitely, this is it?
2: By that point, I'd learned more about the show. Like I had, um, once I came back for season six, I binge watched it from the beginning so I could catch nice. up. Yeah. Um, and have done that multiple times since. Nice. <laughs> but um it was hard to tell because the show always had this thing of, we always knew we might get canceled at some point. Mm-hmm. And we were never sure. So we were doing this and we were just kind of unsure as yeah. to um, if and like, I mean, we we're all very enthusiastic, like at the rap party, there's nothing set in stone, but we we're all saying like, hopefully we see you again. It was kind mm-hmm. of the vibe.
1: Interesting. Well, I still think it turned out to be st- one of our things about our podcast is Stephen's never seen the series finale of Community. I have not. Somehow he dropped Are off you? like, yeah, like three or four episodes left into season six. And for whatever reason, we've decided to keep it that way. So then when we get to them, as we go through them, we can have his, his fresh awesome. uh, feelings. But I think it's a it's a perfect series finale for Community and in, in ways that the other ones wouldn't have been if they had been the uh, the series finale. Mm-hmm. So that right. surprises me a little bit that it was still so okay. Hopefully, we do this again. It feels like such a perfect ending for the show.
2: Yeah. I feel like hopefully, like the movie happens. Yeah, like, I we- really want it to, like, we all do. Like, if it does, I what I'd like to see for that is I'd like to see like um, Jeff somehow escapes Greendale. <laughs>
1: Right. That'd be interesting. It'd be because that's what be season so interesting four tried to, see what to what that do. Would and
2: I understand why season four tried to do that, especially because it's like you yeah, had new showrunners. Um, mm-hmm. Like Dan was the creative genius. They're trying to make the best with what they had, and they did the best they could. But it's like to have Jeff graduate like that. And then like they had Pierce graduate because Chevy hated the show. for Yeah, <laughs> which is
1: so sad because when Pierce was so when it felt like Chevy was more engaged in the show, or at least they were able to get that type of performance out of him. Pierce was such a great addition to the show. No, it's but like by the end. you. I'll could be honest, that- I didn't
2: totally miss him when he was gone. Just yeah. in part, I think because I knew the the behind the scenes. Sure, I'm
1: sure that was that way for everyone.
2: Yeah, it's like when he wasn't there, I didn't really feel it. When he was there, he he added so much.
1: Yeah. Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's great that they got what they did out of the character on screen because Pierce has some really funny moments. But I'm sure he wasn't pleasant to be around all the time, and the show is better without him.
2: It was weird. Like I asked, like when I was there, just what happened, and like the moment I mentioned Chevy's name, everyone goes, "Ah, Chevy." Yeah.
0: Like, I, yeah.
2: okay. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, then, like, a few uh, people came and, like, sat me down, started telling me horror stories. Wow. I was, like, I was like, oh, wow. It's so great, though,
1: the community, as many, like, troubled times that it had production-wise, how much love there seems to be uh, from the people who stuck with it the whole time and the people who tried to keep it going. And even now the way that they all and the way that you still talk about it, it's clear that nobody's like, oh, thank God that's over.
2: Yeah. Right, like, yeah, we all missed it. Like, um, Paget was at um the um, um, uh, Harmontown episode that mm-hmm. I did because she came oh, that cool. night. So I got to catch up with her and like even the whole time she was just like, yeah, oh my God, I was so happy when they brought me in. It's like, yeah, we're totally doing season seven. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally want to do season seven. <laughs>
1: We all would yeah, have that, looked. Yeah,
2: at- that, we didn't know what happened with that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's so crazy. I to joke around that uh, Community totally killed Yahoo Screen. Just just <laughs> murdered it in cold blood. It's like Quibi. Yeah, almost. just like,
2: oh, no. like like I'm like I'm grateful Yahoo gave the opportunity, but it's yeah. just like I mean they made a huge gamble because they gave yeah. so much money to season six of Community because like before NBC was telling Dan like Yeah, you can't do that. That's not in the budget." And Yahoo was going, oh, yeah, totally. Here's money for it. Let's do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> We're really glad that it exists. I'm so glad that yeah. season five wasn't the ending. Uh, so that's that's interesting. There wasn't a lot of a series finale vibe on set. There wasn't a lot of, like, hug in, and everyone kind of thought you were probably going to come back, maybe.
2: Yeah, but also that night, just because of all the rewrites, everyone was so over it. Like, I wanted to maybe keep in touch with people, and people were just giving me the stink eye if I asked for phone numbers. Oh. <laughs> Thing.
1: do you remember anything rewrite wise was the episode like structurally what it ended up to be or were there different ideas yeah. of what that episode was going to be
2: so um that was one of the shows i worked on where they didn't actually send me the whole script they just had um, sure. they just sent me the guest mm. cast sides like mm-hmm. um victorious every episode i was on i always got a full script i got every draft rewrite every time even if i was just in one cool. scene of the entire episode oh, awesome. i always saw everything from start to finish so I would know if um, something at, um, was taken out or what changed. Community, I'd get, they'd have um, the guest cast sides, which is really just what scenes they were going to be shooting that day that person was there. And they always try to get me just in, um, uh, just all my scenes in a single day, just mm-hmm. to try and save the money that the show would hemorrhage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but for that episode, um, for yeah, emotional consequences of broadcast television, there were a few rewrites, um, like I did get to see the ones, um, the takes where it said, um, Jeff, there's a pile of, um, dead Ovid's and Jeff yes. is taking another Ovid out of the table and strangling <laughs> So like, I got to see stuff like that, but, but, um, what originally happened with, um, the meat puppet scene, uh, as the new study group was, um, before Seth Green showed up, it was, um, Todd would ask, um, what's going on with the next paintball? And then I would say like, um, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to force those things, which ended up being, I don't think you can force it. And then Garrett gets mad that I talk like I've been there the whole time. So he goes, (laughs) I was here before you. and I will be here to end you. That's so funny.
1: (laughs) I love that. That would have been really funny too. But the Seth Green moment is very funny. I like that. He's the I'm the tech billionaire that bought this place. <laughs> I really like that yeah. moment a lot.
2: W- w- did you have fun yeah, working with they the? Yes, and they and they decide, hey, let's have Todd get really creepy and threatening. Oh experience. yeah, Todd.
1: What is, I don't I don't remember what he says in that scene, but I remember
2: you. Just Lots stare, of things can be forced, like a yes. human head through a six-inch drain pipe. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> <All right>. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding, pal. <laughs>
1: I would have loved to, to have seen more Spires. episodes of, yeah. I, I mean, out of context, it means very little. I'm sure Steven's like, what is this series finale about? Uh, i like, okay, like, okay, I'm with you, I'm with
0: you. No.
1: That's really funny. I, I would have loved to have seen more episodes throughout the run where we see it more like through the eyes of one of the Meat Puppet characters, of of how the study group looks outside yeah. of the inner circle, how they're kind of mean to everyone. Yeah, like I know them, they kind yeah. of did one with Todd, but it would have been nice to see some more like that.
2: Yeah, and then they have the amazing Dungeons and Dragons episode, Mm -hmm. which I think is so ridiculous that they pulled that. Mm -hmm. It's like Chang was an elf, that is not blackface. We know the difference.
0: Yeah, it's not the same. He had ears and a wig, I think it's-
2: He had ears, he had obsidian skin, he had white hair, it's not (laughs) a big deal. That is not what blackface is. Yeah, yeah, about, yeah you're,
0: you're hoping you get to do the movie. Do you think that, you know, with all the new popularity it's gotten from Netflix and kind of the revival online, you think that's more likely now than maybe it was a few years ago?
2: It's especially likely now, only because um, Donald said out loud, yeah, I'd totally love to do it. Right. Because, um, <laughs> Everyone's like, you're recording that, right? The, yeah, Dan wanted him to come out for the for the series finale, and he said no. Yeah, uh, not yeah. because he had any ill he loves the show. It's just um he was doing Atlanta and he kind of felt like um Troy had an end in the show and he wanted to yeah. honor that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I respect that too. I think that's a good choice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um so but he, that he said, like, yeah, I'd totally love to do it, that's sort of because that was really I think the main thing that um Dan has said he doesn't want to pour his heart out onto a script. And um, get this dream of what a um proper movie um ending to the series as a whole would look like. and only to find out that people didn't want to do so their
1: limitations. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. That makes me think yeah, of he how... didn't
2: want he he wasn't prepared to emotionally take that risk because yeah. um he, he can't, he, he wouldn't be able to handle that.
1: Mm-hmm. but um,
2: but now hearing that, he's just like, oh, Okay. Well then, maybe I should. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Uh, it
1: like would have always been a he's
2: wanted to happen. It's just, um, yeah, um, he hasn't. It's hard to, cause I write now too. It's hard yeah. to sometimes write stuff like to really pour uh, your heart out like that, only to find out that, like, yeah, it can't I don't happen. Want this.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. And especially with something like that, that has so much hype behind it. And, and for it not to be exactly what you want it to be, you wouldn't want it to be a arrested development situation where nobody can be in the same room on the same day. So you have to work with that. Yeah, I hope we get to see it sometime. So you're you're writing now is that is that kind of your, your your next step that you want to really pour yourself into? Or do you want to keep doing a lot more acting?
2: I, I definitely want to do more acting. It's just I got into writing because, like, I had this idea that, like, I, no spoilers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> It's something that, like, if I would act in it, it'd be really fun. So it's more like I want to create stuff that I can star in and then maybe have, like, some fun ideas here and there that I can write. Yeah. And just, like, like here, like here's a script. I'll sell it to you. Do what you want with it. Yeah. But it's just sort of community has really um, influenced most of my writing style just because of just how special the show is and it, it's what rubbed off on me the most but yeah like i had more plans and um like for trying to make moves happen and then 2020 happened and yeah. literally everything got derailed right so that set me back major because i was I'm like sure. oh I, I might be able to talk to this person i might be able to send this out to this person and then none of that happened So yeah. So I might like, spend a lot of square one, but maybe square one and a half. Yeah, did you spend a
1: lot of your time at home writing this year? Yeah, that's good. That's
2: so good. at least I've had that to keep me busy. So that's been nice. And then um, the people in my bubble who come over, I've been like, "Hey, watch this episode of Community." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Community definitely, as a viewer, it spoils you too against other shows or or the type of things that you think are funny because it if it's not the absolute best, it can be like Community seemed to be all the time. Uh, it's just not as good. It's harder yeah. to laugh at. Yeah, Community. I know. Really just because Community
2: broke rules in a way that I w- it took risks in a way I wish more shows um, had the. Cur- I wish they would be more courageous and do that. Yeah, like certain shows age really well for one reason or another, and that's why community ages well because it takes risks.
1: Incredible. Like cool.
2: even if they didn't pay off, at least they did it, and you still feel good at the end because they committed to it the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, as you mentioned, did that too.
1: Mm-hmm. Stephen, have you watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? You absolutely. I seen the first season. I it's
0: think it's a, a really wonderful show.
2: It's yeah. a really wonderful <laughs> show. I ended up memorizing Jap Battle. <laughs> nice, great.
1: That's another uh, another thing. I'm so glad that show got to tell its complete story, like Community got to. That it kind of struggled to get to the end, but I'm so glad that there was an ending that was was what they wanted.
2: Yeah, and I'm really glad for Rachel too, because like when I mentioned with the people of Victorious, like she's one of those people I feel really deserves that, because yeah. she's mm-hmm. she's such a great person to be around, and she's just so talented. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they actually someone actually recognized that and let her tell her story um one time she was doing one of her stand-up shows like after she had um shot um uh, crazy ex-girlfriend's pilot and it was originally for showtime oh that would have been an interesting version of that show yeah yeah i know they would have been able to push the envelope a lot more in certain ways but um yeah the first the opening scene where she um Um, um, crying with Greg, she actually does give him a blowjob in it.
1: Oh my god, okay. (laughs) hilarious.
2: But um, I was, um, I went out to uh, dinner with her and some of her friends afterwards, and then I was driving her home because she had too much to drink, and I was like, okay, I don't drink, I'll drive you. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm basically the designated, designated driver. Nice. (laughs) What a good guy. Right. So as I'm dropping her off, I say, hey, what ended up happening with um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? It happened with the pilot, and she's like, db there's they like it or are just kind of oh something thing seems to be the matter yeah and then i started finding out that different networks are passing for one reason or another and then mm-hmm. cw got it so that's mm. too
1: bad so glad that show exists such a good show random thing to, yeah. to obsess over for a second but i, I do love it very much oh uh, what's next for you if you've, you're about to get your second vaccine are you starting to line up any type of work for the near future
2: um, I t- I told my agents that, like, hey, like, I'm less of a risk on um, set now. So, yeah. And yeah. Well, me out stuff. for stuff. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. But yeah, I've
2: been getting to read for more stuff. So that's great. been great. Nice. But yeah, yeah. and it also just depends on like what ends up opening up again. Because CBS Radford, where, where we shot season six of Community, mm-hmm. um, they were doing some shows during the pandemic. And then there was a COVID outbreak and the entire studio shut down. Oof. every like every show shooting they're shut down that's gonna mm-hmm. be tough
1: well, it, i mean it doesn't surprise me but soon, yeah would love to see you in more stuff i still i'm still holding out for that victorious reunion <laughs> i if know they, like, if they can yeah, do i carly I, I love that right that definitely
2: need, i, know, I, carly I had an, an ending mm-hmm.
1: yeah
2: i Carly's getting in that next step in the series which for how the show went that makes perfect sense like Because I know some people were saying like they want Victorious to get the same thing. And honestly, I don't want that because iCarly had a solid ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. iCarly had a conclusion to um, those six seasons.
0: Yeah. But I mean,
2: I'm not always crazy about rebooting shows, but if you want to reboot iCarly, that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: Victorious never had a solid ending. So if you wanted a reunion thing, and we've also mostly moved on to other stuff anyway. Yeah. Right just do like a single reunion special and that would be perfect. I
0: would take that. Like with community,
2: like, like with community after it got canceled, I'm like, yeah, I don't want season seven anymore. I kind of just want a movie just to conclude what happens Mm -hmm. and uh, creatively and story-wise that would be more satisfying.
1: Do you put any thought into if there was a hypothetical community movie, how you would play a part in it?
2: Um, I don't know what he'd want with the meat puppets. Like we'd probably just all appear in one scene just to, Hey, we're here too. And even (laughs) that would just be satisfying enough because it's community.
1: Yeah. I like the idea. I almost, it makes me think almost like the Simpsons movie. I would love to see some type of like crisis at Greendale that specifically affects like the meat puppet type characters Mm -hmm. where, where they're in like danger. There's some like type of post-apocalyptic thing kind (laughs) of going on with them. I think would be really funny but hopefully we get it one day i'm sure it'll be way better than that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> is there anything in particular yeah, that over quarantine you've been like watching or reading that's like been really just like getting you
2: going uh watching um i finally i got around to watching ted lasso and that show is incredible i haven't I've done it yet so but funny. that's
1: all i hear is that it's so wholesome and heartwarming
2: yeah, yeah exactly it's like because so many shows now like you have heavily because flaws make characters interesting which is true mm-hmm. But now, like you have shows like Shameless where characters are all, or and you have anti-heroes everywhere you look. Yeah. And the shows are great, but it's kind of exhausting now. I'm just like, okay, this person's a piece of shit. Okay, this person sucks. Sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Ted Lasso, where he's like the nicest guy in the world, has almost no flaws, <laughs> and yet he's, he's so entertaining to watch. Uh, Jason Sudeikis kills it. And you're just, um, it's a wonderful show. And it's just like, do you have it. wholesome characters. You can have, um, yeah, you can have wholesome characters as your leads and you can still have an interesting show. Love it. It's, it's refreshing.
1: All right. Well, I think we've about done it. This has been really fun to chat with you. You seem yeah. like a
2: really cool down
1: to earth dude. And it's cool to see uh, that the, the people <laughs> who uh, put together the stuff that we love are actually cool people. And it's nice to have this conversation with you.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I also like it. This, I feel the same way. It was like um, when I um, joined Victorious because I grew up watching so many of those people on TV um, yeah. and then getting there and finding out, oh, wow, these people rock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes you feel it's better about watching. It's a really it. nice feeling. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the exactly. Community, community is one of those shows that just gives you this really warm feeling. And I'm really thankful for that. And it's a really special show it's cool that you got to be a part of it and that you get to have all those warm memories of being there when it happened did did, did it feel like it was because it's kind of it's such a cult phenomenon did it feel like that when you were making it already
2: yeah uh, time that i knew more about the show i totally understood that i was just like oh yeah i got this <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome. Well, it's great to talk to you. I appreciate you making the time for us, and I hope we get to see you on our TVs very soon. Yeah, thanks yeah, thank for coming you. out. Thanks, Darcen. It's been great. Yeah. Right. Right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And that was it. What a, what a kind, uh, g- caring, beautiful man, right? And you figure out how lost in the moment <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: that's all i'm gonna do with that uh, i did watch every episode of victorious that darsan was in and i what was your watched, favorite i liked the i like the one where they were trapped in a store in a store wacko's uh yeah wanko's wanko's, 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 wanko's warehouse and birth and sinjin were like camping outside That one was good. And Burf was eating a cucumber with uh, corn cob holders. Yeah. It's really funny. I like
0: that one. I'm partial to Tori and Jade's play date because I like the song that's in it. Even though Danny was not a fan, she thought the song was okay. And I was like, well, uh, let's
1: talk about that for a second. There's this song between. Tori and Jade, is that their names? Yeah, those are their names. Uh, About like Tori Vega and
0: Jade West.
1: They sing karaoke at this restaurant. To uh, tell off these annoying guys that yeah, on Chad and unnamed man, and I'm fairly certain that you've sang that song to me before. I don't know if it was on or off pod, probably uh, off. because when it when it played, I thought, oh yeah, Steven likes. Always this
0: <laughs> seems to bite me in the. Ask me for my number. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I feel like uh, you just liked it because you were 15 or whatever and in love with the two of them. Um, I actually I had big
0: crushes on Ariana Grande and Elizabeth Gillis when I watched it. Yeah. Tori, I liked so did Victoria everyone. Justice when she was on Zoey 101. But so Tori reminded me a lot of a girl that we went to high school with that I kind of had a crush on. And that's you tell why me who I it is, I
1: is. I'll bleep it out. Just maybe in looks a little bit, not in personality, probably. Well, no, just in looks.
0: You pay attention to their personality. And the lesson
1: of this podcast, of course, is that the only thing that matters are looks. Can we all agree that the hottest person on all of Victorious is Avon Jogia, though? Burf. It's birth. Come on, it's Darsan. Dar- Sorry, I, I, someone said Darsan on a podcast mm-hmm. I listened to. A, Dan Harmon said it. it's Darsan. Oh, that sounds and, right, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, he like yelled about it. Uh, he has the same haircut as my brother. What I was they gonna say is, speaking of how looks are the only thing that are important, I think his long afro is a good look for him. I, I think it he's is a too, man. but I do I get what he's saying nice. about
0: he can be like kind
1: of typecast. I get that
0: too. Especially as like a yeah, yeah. African American actor, they're like, oh, you're the guy with the fun afro, you know.
1: Well, this was really fun uh, to talk to him and and to talk about Victorious, I guess, for a few minutes at the end of this thing. Uh, You said, I think before we started recording again, that that was uh, uh, like a dream come true for your Nickelodeon addled mind. What what was your biggest Nickelodeon takeaway? Um, Well, I'm happy to
0: know that Victorious was a happy set. You know, uh, I cared so much about the people on that show. It's great to see that, you know, so many of them gone on to do great things. Um, and I like that, you know, even though he came onto the show a little later, he was still a part of the family and they weren't mean to, to old Burphy. <laughs> and that it's it's kind of crazy how he kind of got started. He, you know, just got that like one... Role and they're like well actually we're gonna cut this because we want you to be on it more so we don't want to have was similar
1: a... in community too that yeah. they wanted him on so they kept trying to find excuses to have him on and then they didn't yeah I well think I think that he's that
0: someone that cool. always stands out when he's
1: on something you're like oh he's fun I like him you and know that's kind of I get his I get his dilemma because his look is very specific and it stands out and it's he he's a really funny guy yeah and I can see why that would typecast you and get you a lot of stuff where they want you to be that guy but also why you'd want to be like, I want to act. I don't just want to yeah, be that I'm guy. excited to see what he's writing. I hope to see him do he's... all kinds of stuff. I hope that, yeah, that he gets to perform and write in his own stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? My, one of my favorite... I love you, ta- too. Oh, I love you, too. I, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> had the slightest inkling going into this interview of thinking, like, should we try to get any dirt on, like... I know. Uh, I was wondering if you were going to ask that. How, how there's some... There's a lot of rumors about the... Regardless of the allegations, but of the type of stuff that went on on Dan Schneider's set, some of it involving like, uh, like, just him being really irritable and kind of mean, mm-hmm. and other things that seemed to take it in a more like sexual direction. Now, I was interested in maybe getting an answer, but it was so clear, at least from the way that he spoke, that his experience on it was really positive, yeah, and that the people were really fun. And I wasn't, I didn't want to be someone digging for dirt from someone who, he seems like such a, such a nice positive guy.
0: You know who was a Nickelodeon person that's a dick though? Okay. Who? Butch Hartman, the creator of Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. Why? Have you seen where he like charges people like for a bunch of money and for commissions they like, like really at... ba- cheap. And they're, and they're like they're, usually like, really... like designs that he stole from someone else on the internet. Yeah.
1: I think I have heard about that yeah so, so butch hartman if, listening, story, if butch hartman don't come on the show
0: yeah we don't want you don't dare step on our show now whoever voiced chip skylark on uh, fairly odd parents please
1: come on the show i have a lot of yeah. questions <laughs> <laughs> um my biggest takeaway that i got from this i w- i thought it was really cool that darsan is friends with uh rachel bloom
0: oh my god yeah sexy getting uh, and song you know what I'm else i always say from that uh, show
1: what settle for me
0: there's
1: a there's a really good one that's like I gave you I gave you a UTI a UTI it's a really funny one or uh we tapped that ass all over this house that was yeah. really one. that's a really good show I love that show and it was I need cool to watch the to rest of that, that I think I've only seen the
0: first season and maybe a little bit of the second
1: it's really good. Uh, yeah, it was cool to see the uh, Darsan is friends with with her, and that she is as lovely as a person as her on screen presence makes it seem. What a good time! It was so cool to chat with them. It, yeah, it felt like talking to old friends.
0: It did. He he was really cool. I feel like we could yeah. be friends, Darsan. If you want to be for our friend, we'll be friends with you. You could send us your
1: bones. Send us your bones, please. <laughs> we'll send you bones. We'll send you ours. The complete series box. No, the complete series DVD box at a bonus. I'd send them my DVD box. But complete if you've got a DVD problem with a Emily box. Deschanel, like so many of our listeners seem to have. Come on, uh, she was the front desk lady
0: in, in the second Spider Man movie when he came I think in to the the
1: pizza. I think we've said much more than we needed to say.
0: <laughs> David Boreanaz. Come on down to Boriana's house.
1: This was really great. This was a really cool opportunity, and it's so cool to feel closer to this show that we just wanted to talk about. We didn't know stuff like this was going to happen when we started. Yeah. Who knows what's going to be next? We've got Joel McHale and Darsan Solomon, the two stars of the show. So who knows yeah. who's next? Who could be next? Well, next we know week. who's next. Oh, I guess we do know who's next. Yeah, I'm super excited for that, too. That's true. So next week, though, we will be back with our usually planned shenanigans. Next week, we are discussing Season 2, Episode 20. We're really rounding out the end of Season 2. It's crazy. I, I was almost glad to take this week as a pause because it seems like it's just flying away too fast. Yeah. Next week, we're talking Season 2, Episode 20. It's competitive wine tasting, which is a really good episode and, and one of those that I struggle to remember a little bit. So that'll be fun. And send us in your trivia, your favorite funny moments, and your episode MVPs for that episode to can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. And, Stephen, I didn't ask you this last time we did this, and it felt weird we mm-hmm. did it differently than we normally do. Where yeah. can the people find us on the Internet? Let's hope I
0: still remember. Um, you can find us on Twitter. That's where we do most of our dirty deeds, um, at... You Can't Disappod. You can find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube under the moniker You Can't Disappoint a Podcast.
1: I wasn't listening, so I can't correct you if you were wrong. Oh, that's dangerous. (laughs) I hope everyone has a lovely week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us as always. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Stephen. What was that? I was thinking of the
0: lyrics to the Victorious theme song. And remember, folks, take it. You don't have to be a sinner put your dreams in action. You dinner, you'll be yet. everybody's fascination. You're my, my victory. Remember, remember me. me. When remember you learn shine. I did the move where she puts her arm over her head when she sings the
1: last note. And then shine. there's like a shot of them all like falling on the ground. And <laughs> the ground to show that they're really friends. They are. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah, remember to make it shine. We'll see you next <laughs> week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.
0: You don't have to be a sinner, put your dreams in action. Tomorrow, no, 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 you'll be everybody's fascination. Give, and up, give up the green. Remember, remember me. When you the chart. I did the move where she puts her arm over her head when she sings the last note. And she's like a Shine. shot of them all like, falling
1: on the ground. And <laughs> kicking around, like, to show that they're really friends.
0: They are.